Hello, my name is Merlimar Johnson and welcome to a new Crux show called Copper Bottomed. I've taken the name from the covering, the, the, the metal sheeting that used to be put on the bottom of naval ships. It was first introduced uh, by the Royal Navy to the, um, the, the, the fleet in 1761 and it became known as being a byword for something which was genuine and trustworthy, which is what I hope this Copper Bottomed show will become to you. Um, in it, I look at uh, some of the weekly copper results and some of the general macro themes. So if you just look at the weekly highlights, I, I take a, um, a quick look at the Junior Mining Hub weekly results summary. And these are the, the copper intercepts for the week beginning the 9th of October. So um, you can see there uh, Faraday copper, 722 meters. Um, Sorry, that's 722, that's the copper grade times the width. So 3.29% copper and the width. Um, and these are the seven uh, results which have been reported this week as being notable. I'll go through each of these in turn. But first, I will start with just a couple of macro points. Um, there, of course, has been this um, Financial Times Mining Summit in London at the moment. And the great and the good are queuing up to talk about the copper market. Um, the, in the FT today or yesterday, there was this graph showing the shortfall in copper supply uh, opening up from 2027. So a balanced market for the next couple of years and then really going into this sustained period of long-term structural deficits in the copper market. So this can only really mean a long period of high prices to stimulate uh, new resources. We've had uh, Kathleen Quirk from Freeport McMoran saying, high copper prices won't be enough to secure the metal we need to go green so she's really what she's talking about there is saying that the transition is going to be delayed from 2030 or 2035 or 2040 or 2050 she's basically baking in delays already um robert friedland uh from ivanhoe mines he goes on to say that the current bout of softer prices will stoke shortages later on so the lack of investment due to relatively soft prices now will create the problems further down the line. Just that's the lag of investment to output. And then um, Duncan Wanblad, the CEO of Anglo-American, he's, he's absolutely right. Something has to give somewhere along the line. So um, what he means by that, of course, is higher prices are coming or you're not going to get the copper out in the time. And in fact, even with higher prices, I'm f I firmly believe that the maturity of the copper industry is such that the, it's very supply inelastic. So it, it's unlike a new commodity like lithium, for example, um, where higher prices just stimulate greater uh, production. With copper, higher prices doesn't immediately stimulate a lot more copper just because of these structural problems about getting a mine started and making the discoveries and the, the time lag it takes. Anyway, so that's the kind of the basic macro. The chart there shows in blue the copper price uh, for the last 12 months. And so what you can see actually is that it peaked at the beginning of the year and it's been declining ever since. Uh, the green line is a um, an ETF of juniors. It's a Sprott Juniors ETF, and that only started pretty much in February. So that's tracked in line with the metal price. And the 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 red line is pinkish red line is the uh, the the Sprott. It's it's the ETF of the majors, and you can see that it's slightly outperformed the um, the metal price. Right 
let's get straight into the the companies. There were uh, these headlines that were published, and I'll just go through them one by one, looking at some of the key things that I look at and that perhaps you might want to take um, uh, uh, away as well. So the first headline was Faraday Copper Corp, and it said that it had 219 meters at 3.29% copper and 0.31 grams gold. Fine. So 219 meters at over 3% copper. This all looks great. And I go to the share price chart and you can see that actually it's on a, this is a five-year chart. You can see that the share price has improved quite a lot over the last uh, two, three years. It's really doing quite well. But when you dig into the news release, a couple of things jump out. First of all, it says the, the intercepts of new gold assays and reassayed copper. So actually this isn't a new hole. This is, these are, they, they, they've just gone and they've reassayed for gold and they're reassaying old data for copper. So for it to be um, kind of a news release is a slightly disingenuous. And interestingly, the, the, the gold that they're looking at is a, a, um, a deposit called Child's Aldwinkle, which actually is just a small bit of this, um, of this kind of the mammoth pit. It's this little bit up here, you can see uh, on the slide, it's just in here that there's a breccia, which has got a gold content and it says gold and copper are well correlated on an intercept basis with an overall ratio of about one to ten gold to copper at child's old winkle so the so if you've got one percent copper you're likely to get 0.1 gram gold and so on here we go um 0.15 percent copper 0.16 gram per ton gold but that's only for a tiny portion of the resource so it's news but actually doesn't really change the overall picture so this doesn't is it, this is a kind of a filler news release. Uh, what do I take away from it? Far, I just look at the share price. Faraday Copper is obviously on a good trend. Um, this doesn't really change much. What you need to do is wait for some real news because this isn't real news. Right, next, Aldebaran Resources, $118 million company. Um, also on a good trend on that three-year um, view, you know, from... 2020 up to where it is now. They are exploring the Altar project in uh, Argentina. They've the, the the news release was 649 meters at 0.54 percent copper, uh, including 354 meters at 0.72 percent copper equivalent. Sorry, these are these are copper equivalent numbers. What do I take away from the news release? It's interesting that all holes hit mineralization and expand the mineralized footprint, and they've got four drills running. So this is a well-backed, this is John Black and um, uh, Kevin Heather. Uh, they've got good backers. But look at this, you know, these are deep, deep holes. So these are obviously they're drilling for the depth extensions below the old open pit, as you can see, or the, the planned open pit on the um, on the um, cross section here. I've just taken one or three or four cross sections. They are good, of course, as you'd expect at producing these figures. I'd expect nothing less from John Black and Kevin, Heger, Kevin Heather. But these are deep intersections, and they were testing deep stuff. So from 760 meters, from 767 meters, from 650 meters. And in the, head, in the highlights, they just put the copper equivalent. I always like to see the copper grade as well. So I've just um, included those on the side. So 0.48% copper, 0.58, These are okay copper grades for a modern porphyry discovery. These are... This is absolutely standard. Remember that this is in the middle of Argentina, um, long way from the uh, Atlantic coast, 
water to be sorted out. Many, many logistical issues. So I don't think that this really changes the overall picture. Um, it's a big deposit. It's well-backed. The market capitalization shows and the share price thing shows that this is making steady progress. Good if you are a shareholder. If you're not a shareholder, you might want to look around and see if there are other ways of playing um, the copper market because it's it's fine. But does it does it light everybody's fire? Probably not. Okay, on to Xanadu Mines. Um, this was another... Another interesting one. They talk about a um, high-grade core shaping up at White Hill. Now, Xanadu mines market capitalization of 98 million. The first thing I do is look at the share price, and you can see that it's it's just gone sideways really for uh, a number of years, four or five years. It hasn't really moved. And uh, I just take away a few things from the from the news release. First of all, they call this high-grade. Infill drilling continues to expand upon the new zone core of high-grade copper and gold. Well, in my book, 0.38% copper equivalent isn't high-grade. So it may be higher-grade than the rest of the background, but wow, it's not high-grade. I mean, 146 meters from 700 meters at 0.43 copper, to me, that's, that's not high-grade. So I take issue with the use of high-grade. And then... Um, if you look at the pit, yes, you can see that it might pull the pit down a little bit. The share price chart doesn't show me that this is going anywhere particularly quickly. I looked at in the presentation and I saw that the inferred and indicated resource is 1.1 billion tons at 0.3% copper and 0.2 grams gold. Uh, it's a bit ho-hum, which is what you can see in the share price there. And then I had a little look further down in the digging around, I can see that the um, this is funded. Zanadu is funded. The Karmat, um, Karmat guy uh, project is funded. They've got, but um, Zanadu is going to deal with Zijin, and it seems to me that a lot of the upside sits with Zijin mining rather than Zanadu. So they've got these options to either um, post pre-feasibility study, fund its share of further studies and um, construction, or sell its fifty percent share for fifty million dollars or sell another 25% of the JV to Zijin for $25 million plus a zero cash loan for the remaining 25% to commercial production. So the, it's good that it's it's not diluted, but it looks as if the upside is capped there. So another ho-hum moment for uh, if you're looking for copper. Right, now we move on to Surge Copper. They announced, Surge Copper announced 756 meters grading 0.36% copper equivalent Wow. Um, and look at that share price. So one of the first things I do is look at the share price, spike, and then decline. This is um, uh, a discovery which hasn't necessarily carried the market with it. It does have a PEA out showing an NPV of $2 billion and an IRR of 20%, which is fine. However, um, just look at the share price. You know, the market doesn't believe that that's, this is going to get built. And then when you look at the grades here, 756 meters at 0.26% copper and very little of anything else. It's just, oof, oof, all quite hard work. And then actually reading the comments, Leif Nilsson, he tries to hedge his bets here. He says, this was a 100 meter step out hole 
that was designed to meet multiple scientific and economic objectives. And as soon as you hear the word scientific, it's a, it goes into the same boat as a technical success, which means that it wasn't a wholly economic success. Um, so uh, next, Foran Mining. Now, this is an interesting one. Um, Foran is a billion dollar company now. Um, really extraordinary, uh, beautifully managed. They've they've uh, got the marketing absolutely just right. They've driven this hard, and now that they're in a position to raise the capital for uh, construction or for future raisings on a non non dilutive basis, because they have targeted the investment calls so brilliantly, and you can see that in the share price here. You know, over the last three years, it's just gone on an absolute tear. Now, um. Notwithstanding that, notwithstanding the the fulsome praise I give to the management team and for the uh, overall proposition, because now the capital is is much less dilutive than it would be otherwise, I do take issue with some parts of this news release. First of all, forty four meters at two point nine percent copper equivalent. Okay, now because they've got resources, they can report uh, copper equivalent basis. If you haven't got your resource, you can only uh, quote the separates, but here we go. In the bullet points, 44 meters grading 1.08% uh, copper, which is a lot less than half of the copper equivalent figure. Now, also note the depths. So these are from 1,142 meters, 1,123 meters, 1,250 meters. You know, these are deep, deep, deep holes. Now, I expect to see in every drill hole, the intercepts showing the, the width and the from too. So it's a bit naughty that they're not including that. And then I look at the copper equivalent calculation and it says here, the copper equivalent values calculate metal prices, $4 copper, that's fine. 1800 ounce gold, that's fine. $1.50 zinc, okay, that's, that's also fine. I mean, they're at the top end of a base case, but that's okay. But this is where the real issue comes in. You've got life of mine metallurgical recovery rates derived from test work on blended ores. So the, 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 the copper equivalent is driven on metallurgical recovery, when in fact, the payable is very, very different, particularly on zinc. So if you actually look that they're using a kind of a high zinc price, and you come back to the intercepts, and these are high zinc content, 12%, 9%, 5%, then you look at the payables of zinc, which are normally down at 80%. You can see that this copper equivalent grade is, is massively skewed to being very favorable on um, zinc. So mm, I just kind of makes me think, oh, hang about. But when you go to the, or I, I went to the um, technical report, the feasibility study from 2022, and in the resources, they do talk about uh, the estimates being based on payable copper after the smelter net smelter returns but these are these and this is something very different which is they're reporting on metallurgical recovery so uh i am cautious about this this was like a kind of ooh, this this is a bit dodgy not dodgy but just kind of it didn't quite add up so um at a billion dollars i'm sure the company will continue to do well um but i will move on to the next one which is c3 metals uh they've got assets in Peru and in Jamaica, market capitalization of $52 million. So it's kind of showing that the market is discounting one or other of the assets. The 
there are measured and indicated resources in Peru. I've um, stuck them down here. Um, you know, uh, decent copper grade, decent gold grade. Actually, if you'd root around in the back of, back of their presentation, there's plenty of geological upside in Peru. Um, it seems a bit stuck permit-wise at the moment. And of course, it takes a couple of years to get a drill permit um, to do any exploration work in um, in Peru. So the main activities in definitely in Jamaica. And the headline that made news last week was 208 meters at 0.43% copper and 0.2 grams gold. And I like the fact that they, they, they report it separately. Actually, those are TSX guidelines because um, you can only report copper equivalent when you've got resources. So the, the drill hole talks about expanding the four kilometer porphyry footprint extending from Camel Hill to Provost. Now, when I looked at the um, uh, the cross sections and the plans, I get that. I get the four kilometer uh, footprint. But actually, if you look at this cross section here, I've put these black dotted lines in. And you can actually see that if you're being conservative, you could say this is the kind of the bottom of mineralization here, which is about 100 meters below the surface here, or maybe 150 here. And this, if you're being more generous, is the bottom of um, the kind of the decent grade mineralization, which makes me think that perhaps this is a weathering feature, that they're getting the better grades in the top 150, 200 meters. Uh, I would say that that is something to look out for in the future. I may be wrong, and this geology makes me think that actually this could be something quite subvertical and perhaps only economic down to the bottom of that weathering profile or some kind of enrichment process. So I would like to see more on this. Um, it's an unchallenging valuation I think they're doing the right things. I think they're working in the right way. Uh, uh, quite interesting. Quite interesting. Um, good. Right. Final um, uh, company for the week, Lara Exploration. It's a prospect generator, $27 million market capitalization. The uh, share price is right back to where it was five years ago. And um, the hole was picked up by the Junior Mining Hub Weekly algorithm showing a width of 386 meters at 0.27% copper. But it didn't give you the main news, which is that Capstone, who had the right to farm into this Planalto copper project in the Carajás region of northern Brazil, they're out. They're handing it back. And that is why the, um, the share price is being handed back to the company, because uh, it doesn't feel as if this is shaping up to be a growth project. So um, there we are, seven companies I've rattled through, um, none of which have really sparked my interest on a kind of on a buying basis. I've had a couple of red flags uh, raised, but I hope you find the, uh, the way that I look at these companies useful. Thank you very much. Maybe see you next week.